0: Okay, so um, I think I talked about this before and I didn't want to make it super important. And I think that it's a sensitive subject because when I talk about these things, um, it's deep inside of me. I know that it's something that is going to go. Is something that won't remain. So I don't want to bring too much attention to it since I see that, you know, oftentimes the public or, out, you know, people that don't truly understand the things that I may see and understand because it is my walk and my journey, that these things won't be here. These things won't remain. And I don't usually like to feed into a lot of the things that other people can't truly understand outside of what, of course, the Lord has already placed inside of me because I see that, you know, they don't understand it. So I don't want to somehow encourage or enable that misunderstanding. But um, I'm just going to talk about this, you know, because there's different things that I am seeking to understand inside of myself that will call for me to, of course, disconnect and disregard or misunderstanding or misjudgment that possibly may be, you know, associated with the world and the way maybe the things that maybe they they may not understand. I want to first off start up start by saying that God is not a man. His ways are not like men. He does not think like a man. And His ways are mysterious. He is God, you know. He understands everything from start to finish. He knows everything. He sees everything. He's in everything. He is everything. So the things that he's shown me and the things that I know, it sometimes feels as if I could never possibly get someone else to understand it on the level that the Lord has brought me to understand because, of course, it is the life and the power that he's given and placed inside of me. But as far as, you know, the situation concerning the insecurities, whether anyone will ever truly understand that, it feels as if the Lord is introducing, a, you know, the his power. Of course, the power that he's placed inside of different under different people in my life or in my future, possibly to, you know, for things to work out the way that the Lord has intended so that I don't always feel so insecure about being misunderstood. So it's possible that, um, not that I am insecure about it, but it's just maybe there are some insecurities concerning these things that I have to overcome. But as far as God, you know, considering concerning God, I know that he has, you know, introduced different individuals that want to understand, you know, maybe do possibly understand on a deeper level somewhere the different things that I'm going through, but they're like puzzle pieces. They have to all come together, so um I, I've noticed he said to a few different prophets he he oftentimes says it he says it often honestly he said it to me he's He's shown me you know on a deeper level and in the more and, and on a more serious note, you know something I cannot deny, something that you know he has wanted me to know. Oftentimes, I am watching prophetic words or I'm listening to words from God and I hear them saying it. They just say it. They just come out and say it. And I don't think there's much power behind it. But there was so much power behind God when he said it. And it made me had to snap out of it and realize it. And sometimes you'll get those situations where everybody's always saying that, but they don't know what they're talking about. And I know that the Lord is making these under, you know, God is speaking through these individuals too, so that I hear these things, these many different times, much like how David worshiped God. He understood that anything that he was going through, anything that he was experiencing in life, God was in control of that. So there must be, you know, something that the Lord is trying to bring you to an understanding of. If, of course, he keeps repeating it through people and speaking through people and reintroducing this no matter how much you think it doesn't play a part in your behavior how much you think that it doesn't really count for anything the Lord keeps reintroducing it in your life situations so I understand that you know and I I, I've done I've tried to you know on a deeper level truly you know address these things and you know be called to the level that the Lord has called me to in order to become all that he's called me to be and possibly get rid of whatever it is that he's calling me to prune or burn out. What this is that it feels that I am continuously experiencing is that the prophets, of oftentimes they say, you're not all that, you know, you are not all that. You are not everything that you think that you are. You are not just this. You think just because everybody wants you, everybody's always sniffing around you, everybody's always worried about who you are and how good you look, always complimenting you, making you feel good about these different things, that you're just all that, you're not all that. I've heard this since I was a child. Since I was a little bitty kid. Everybody around me would always, every once in a while, be like, You're not all that. You're not you're not what you think you are. Like you think you're just all this and all that and you're not and i always used to you know find myself in this place so confused feeling as feeling as if i was misunderstood i used to you know say they don't know me they don't know me they don't understand me they don't get me on the level that you know they don't know what i know about me deep inside that i'm i know i'm not all that i'm not trying to be all that I don't have to be all that I don't feel like I'm all that you know it almost feels as if it's some sort of sick joke of Satan you know deep inside he's trying to have a lot of people reintroducing that idea that I'm not all that because deep inside the insecurity lies with knowing that I'm not all that and feeling as if I can never be all that and it's not that I even want to be all that and I don't want to introduce that into the character, my character, who I really, truly am. Because when I start to become insecure about being all that, I know that that's saying tactic to somehow build on that and somehow stop my destiny. He's trying to make me feel like, you know, deep inside, it, it will start with something so simple seemingly so innocent. Like, everybody says I'm not all that and I feel misunderstood. But, um... You know, maybe God is really trying to say that you are all that. You really are all that. And Satan wants to build on that. He wants to somehow carry that into, you know, me feeling as if that's God's destiny for me to be all that. But I know better. I fight it. I've been fighting it since I was a child. When people come up to me and say, you're not all that. And they really want you to start, you know, saying, I am all that. And I'm going to be all that. And I've never had the urge to do that. I've never felt I needed to be that way to be considered. And it's something that I feel my power lies in. The power that the Lord has placed inside of me. It lies in knowing that I'm not all that. I'm humble. You know, I understand what the Lord has given me. I don't have to be all that because when you really are, and I hate this conversation because it almost sort of tries to introduce the deception of Satan. When he tries to convince you that, oh, because you are defending that, really you think that you are. Really you plan to be. Or somewhere in there that there's a possibility for me to somehow sneak in and get what I want anyways. Because I know what you know it is really about. So, you know... I'm not defending it, but I just want to say that if you really are all that, you never feel like I'm all that. You never feel like that. You never have to say it. You never, you never, you know, feed into it. You never find your way around it. If you really all that, you're just all that. You don't have to think about being all that. Never. And that's just wisdom. It's not about. Somewhere deep inside me feeling like I know I'm all that because I don't never have to be all that. No, you know, it's just wisdom. It's not really who I am. So in reality, I know deep inside somewhere seated, he's building, he's trying to grow a tree out of it. Satan, he seeds things. He tries to plant little seeds and it seems as if it's nothing. But even God said, faith the size of a mustard seed moves mountains. So what can become of a mustard seed? A mustard seed starts off so small, smaller than all the other seeds, but becomes the most biggest tree in the entire forest or land. That's what Satan does. He plants these little seeds and tries to maximize them bigger than everything. You have to understand that Satan knows the Bible front to back better than the back of his hand. He knows all the laws. He knows all of the rules. He knows everything that God enforces and tries to instill in his people. Why does Satan know these things in order for him to study them perfectly so that in so that he can turn you away from it in so many, many so many different deceptive and crafty ways. The Bible says that Satan is crafty. So he has to know each and every single aspect word in that bible down to the letter so that he can deceive you away as much as possible so he plants little seeds and he wants them to grow he's been trying to plant this seed in me since i was a child i reject it i'm rejecting it i reject that because he will not grow something inside of me in order for me to feel as if i need to somehow prove to the world i'm all that and it seems like it's so basic and it's so Common and so cliche, but it really is so many different things surrounding it. You have you have no understanding or idea where these things may venture off or branch off into different things inside of you. It may be running through your veins. And so. I have to be careful because even a drop can become so much. It spreads just like your DNA. In your DNA, there are little molecules. They multiply and they become bigger and bigger and bigger. I would not allow Satan to multiply that inside of me. God is in control of everything about me down to the last molecule of my body. He has it covered. So with these different things, I'm very weary and, and careful. But the Lord has introduced different things inside of me about these things concerning. He said to me one day when I went to worship, he said, are you trying to tempt the lord and he said it with so much anger so much seriousness so much reverence in his voice conviction the bible says that people they they went to analyze jesus and because of the words that he spoke with so much conviction and sureness they took him seriously So what it comes down to is the characteristic of God. You will know who he is when he speaks to you, period. It's in his voice. It's in his demeanor. It's in the way that he speaks to you. It's the conviction. They try to deny Jesus as just a simple prophet. They try to convict him as calling himself, you know, like putting himself in the place of God when he is just a man. They try to bear false witness against Jesus Christ. But in everything inside of him. Everything inside of him depicted and confirmed and validated that he was the son of God, even when he spoke. And when Jesus speaks over me, which he doesn't do it as often as I feel that I want to hear. But maybe that is Satan's deception of wanting more from Jesus, wanting to feel as if he can manipulate Jesus into giving more. When Jesus is quite sure and quite perfect of every word that he gives surrounding anything and everything in your life. Even if it's way before you were ever thought of or way after you are long gone, he's absolutely sure and perfect. Satan wants more so that he can somehow try and discredit, you know, the Bible when it says Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. That means Jesus is the same in the past. Jesus is the same in the present. Jesus is the same forever. For the rest of eternity, he will never change. Satan wants to somehow create some sort of seed of doubt in that of that in you because he knows that to be true as well. No one can ever deny who God is or his truth. So Satan knows his fate. So with these different prophets, when they introduce this conversation, I go and I watch a prophetic word. And I'm there and I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to find my way. Through the word, anything that the Lord is trying to teach me, I'm trying to tackle different things that I feel like he has me tackling right now in my life. I'm trying to address things so that I can burn them out of me. Whatever is not meant to be there in God's name, I want it gone. I'm working on that. And I always, I I hear every once in a while, these prophets, they say, you're not all that. You think because you have these guys sleeping around you, you think because they compliment your thighs and your bosoms and your face. That you're all that. You're not. Deep inside of me, the part of me that I know that God is maximizing in me and plans to bring to pass one day, fully complete and whole, fulfilled in his name. That has no place in me. It has no place. It will never find one. And so what does that mean? That means Satan is somehow trying to plant different seeds and reintroduce that. Because maybe he feels as if that is his only chance of survival in my future or my destiny. He has no place here. I've never given him an opportunity. I won't start now. But still it remains. Because deep inside of me, I know that he knows that God knows that. So why is it still here? Because obviously it is a battle that I have yet to face. So it must mean that deep inside of me, I will have to address that. It will be a battle. It will be something I will have to overcome. And maybe it will be deeper rooted or deeper seated than I may have ever known. And that is what what God is trying to introduce into my life right now. He's trying to show me, listen, you feel as if this isn't. It doesn't have a possibility of becoming more of an issue or a problem than what it is. Because you feel that you've tackled it and you have it under control. Oftentimes we feel we've won the battle. That battle's buried so deep it will never resurface. It doesn't have a place here. It doesn't have a chance. It's miles away from me. And you may not have any idea how close it really is to you. Like when people say, I'm far from ugly. Well, sometimes people see things differently people's perspective change that saying goes beauty is the in the eye of the beholder some people may see how much closer it is to you than you may even realize and so why is God speaking through the prophets like this to me you know I know that I want to deny it and I want to say that this world doesn't understand me but he's saying this so you can deny people all you want and you can say that they make mistakes and that they're wrong, but God is never wrong, And when he's speaking through people and you know that he keeps reintroducing this in a way where it's like you have noticed and you have witnessed the Holy Spirit in them and God keeps reintroducing this and you can say that it's Satan all that you want, but Satan, he is never lurking around anything that there where there's no opportunity for him. So even if the smallest, tiniest, drop of opportunity Satan lurks and he's hoping that one day he'll find the opportunity to make that drop into something so much bigger until he can flood so maybe I should be paying more attention but I know deep inside of me he wants things to happen either way faster than they should or way too late so I have to trust God's perfect timing and pruning each and every single last thing inside of me that he has a plan to prune. And sometimes it may feel as if it's even snuck up on me, even though I'm doing everything that I can to walk according to his timing, God's timing, God's will. It feels snuck up on me because that's God's mysterious way, his plan of doing everything he has planned to do. So this conversation with... um. You're not all that. All these dudes thinking, you know, sniffing around you, want you, you know, telling you all this and all that. You are not all that. I don't care about that. I don't pay attention to that. I've built up this defense system where I completely block these different things out and whatever is needed and actually can be used will be pruned. In Jesus' name. I I have given it to God. <laughs> I've given it to him. I've done what I can to give it to him. I can't say that I'm fully you know, you know, complete with that. I'm not complete. There's so many different things and so many areas I may never understand or know until this time that needs to be fulfilled and completed in me. I know that. I understand it. I accept that. So when it gets to a certain point where I feel that God is speaking through someone and there's things that people feel sure about that I may not understand or feel that they have misunderstood, the Lord is working through them. I just say I'll give it to God then because I don't know. So I want to say that this this word today is one of these lukewarm words, watered down, because they are attacking me right now. They're trying to buy themselves time. So this is not as deep rooted or deep seated as it can be. They're trying to keep me from fighting on the level that the Lord has called me to fight on. So be wary of that. These things may not be everything that they should be. These may be things that we have realized so, so long ago. They're just trying to pick and prune little you know, points and try and make it, you know, carry it out and live off of it. Kind of like when someone is so great and so magnificent, there's something so deep inside of them that only God can pull it out. But someone comes around trying to imitate it and they just take whatever they can and they try and live off of it for as long as they can Till they come back and bite little more pieces and live off of that for a little bit longer. They're going to come back and bite anything that they can get the little scraps and the crumbs. And they live off of it. They try and maximize it and do whatever they can, but they lack the creativity of God. And so it never can become everything you see has the potential of being, but it's just enough to get you by. You have to be careful and weary of people like that. They're okay with the crumbs. They're okay with the, oh, it sparks my interest, but it just doesn't seem like it has what it could possibly have. And it will never have the potential of having it because that is not the originator. That is not where it comes from. They've stolen it. You see this in plagiarism. You see this in copycat killers. You see this in imitators. You see this in Satan. He seems as if he can create something. He can be so big and so great, but it always falls short right before. Because he can never overtake God. So... You need God because he is the creator and he will find and prune whatever it is inside of you that he has intended for the world to see and experience. And without him, it's just okay when it could be marvelous, magnificent, wonderful and great. Bigger than you can ever think or imagine, only God has the ability to make that happen and come to pass so when people come and try and imitate that they just plan to get by they never truly plan to succeed I don't want that I've never wanted it even though it can be so enticing and tempting when things are difficult and you just don't want to do the work and that's what real laziness is laziness is not when you won't get up Laziness is not when you won't somehow participate in these many different things the world seems as if they require for you to seem as if you are working hard. The Lord has repeated to me over the years, you may seem as if you are working harder, but you are not working smarter. And just because you are doing a lot more doesn't mean you are getting a lot more done. These people, a little drop of magnificence or marvelousness. And they pruned it into an entire gallon. They watered it down. You don't want that. You want each and every single last drop and molecule to be something and a potential for something so much great that people have to come and steal drops from you. That's what you want. But you don't want them to steal it. You don't want to want that. When you need to feed off of the idea that somebody has to steal from you because you are so great, you think too much of yourself. You have to give it to God. That's how great God is. Even the last little drop can, you know, venture off and probably carry someone for who knows how long. Because he's that good and that great, but it's always going to be watered down. It's never going to be from the source. The Bible says the living water, you will never thirst ever again. They think that they could take a drop of living water and somehow carry them, but they still will thirst again. As the Bible said, without him, you're going to thirst. You're going to hunger again. You need him, he's the source. You can't take anything from that and expect to survive. Only accept if you only expect to survive for just a little while. Never forever. Never for eternity. So, I'm not all that. But I know the Lord wants me to see something in this. He wants me to confront Satan on his plan. Whatever he's trying to do. I don't feel all that. But whatever it is inside of me, I may be ignoring or overlooking. And the Lord wants to point it out. And so I've gotten this word many times that means something. But the Lord has it covered, He's in control. I don't have to worry about a thing.